0: Om ajnana gyananjana jnananjana shalakaya chakshurun muditam tasmay tasmai shigurve namah Second canto, uh, Brahma's prayers for creative energy. Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vāsudevāya Narayanam Namaskritya Nanam Jaiva narotamam. Devim Sarasatim Vyāsaṁ Tato Jaya mudiraye. What? Brahma's Prayers for Creative Energy? Astavina, he's a Bhaktivedanta. Which chapter is Brahma's prepares for Creative Energy? Which one is it? It's not there? Cause of all causes, Prushukta confirmed. Give me that one then. Six only. So I was just thinking this morning, just now only, that there's a way in which we're super conscious of something that's invisible around us. I saw Nirkula wiping down her chair with an antiseptic lotion before sitting in it. Am I correct about that? Well, what were you wiping down? Something. Your phone. Okay, whatever it was. We're wiping down all kinds of surfaces. We can't see what's there exactly, but we know there's something and some implication, uh, and it's being something could be spread here and there and everywhere, right? You don't see it with your naked eye. Correct? Yes, Please say yes. yes. We need a little help here in the audience today. There's only a few of us. And I'd like to have a Bhagavad Gita too, if you wouldn't mind. And... So I was thinking in the same way, uh, karma is like that too. I don't see it, but when I become super conscious of it, like I wasn't conscious of these super bugs a few weeks ago. I mean, I heard about it, but I wasn't overly cautious. But when somebody becomes aware of karma, how sticky it is, it's on all these surfaces, whatever we do, say, move here and there, touch this, associate with that person, it's like you should... Uh, be in the antiseptic process, prophylactic, making sure that you don't come in contact with somebody who's got some sticky uh, thoughts that are drag one down into the material world, and being careful everything that we do, that we think, the way we move in the world. So one of the ways that Krishna is helping us out right now is making the whole world aware of the the subtle implications of moving around in the material world. And it's in a way that, you know, we can kind of appreciate a little sticky bug that grabs on and goes for a little ride, tries to suck the life out of you. So that's the nature of the material energy all the time. And when I'm aware of it, I'm careful. And I move about the world, taking care to make sure that I'm acting in a no touching face, prophylactic and antiseptic ways. So what do we have here? You got Brahma's Prayers for Creative Energy. Third canto, sorry for misleading you. Okay, here we are, chapter nine of the third canto, Brahma's Prayers for Creative Energy. And since we just heard from Brahma, and he was praying to the Lord for creative energy at the end of the Brahma Samhita, now we're taking up in the Bhagavatam to see the continuation of that, the ways in which he's desiring to do his service and he's asking for help. Give me one of those, Please. They don't make them like they used to. Thank you. Sorry for that. Can I use this in my hands? No. Does it's it's, it get rid of cooties? Okay. So uh, at the end of of the Brahma Samhita, Brahma's praying for the power to create the universe, and now he takes it up. Chapter nine Brahmu Nato Simedya Suchiran Nanudehabajamato Simedya Habajam Nat nyayate Bhagavat Gatir it Yavan It Yavadyam nan yet, asti apitan nan yet bhagavan apitan nishuddham asti bhagavan apitan nishuddham Maya guna vitikarad yet arur vipassi Maya guna Couple chanders. Gato se medya suchirana nudeha bajam. Nagayate bogavato Nagyayate Nagayate bogavato gatir itya vadium. Nan yet pitana maya guna vyatikarad yadaru vipasi Do the brahmovacha. Brahmovacha. Gyato simedya suciran nanudeha bhajam. Nagyayate bhagavato gathir adhyadhyam. Nan yet Asti Bogavan Apitan Shudham. Maya Gunavi Tikarad Yaduru Vipasi Brahma Vacha. Lord Brahma said, Gatva, I'm sorry, Gata, known, a you, you are, may, may. By, me. by me, Adya. Today, Sucirot, after a long time, Nanu, but Dehabajam, of one who has a material body, Na, not Gayate, is known, Bhagavata, of the personality of Godhead, Gati, course, Iti, so it is. Avadyam, great offense. offense. Naanyat, none beyond. Twat, you. Asti, there is. Bhagavan, O my Lord. Api, even though there is. Tut, anything that may be. Na, never. Shudham, absolute. Maya, material energy. Guna because, because of the mixture of the modes of yet, yet to, which, to which Uru, Uru transcendental, transcendental, vibhasi, vibhasi you, are. you are. Lord Brahma said, O oh my Lord, today, after many, many years of penance, I've come to you, I've come to know about you. Oh, how unfortunate the embodied living entities are that they are unable to know your personality. My Lord, you are the only noble object because there is nothing supreme beyond you. If there is anything supposedly superior to you, it is not the absolute. You exist as the supreme by exhibiting the creative energy of matter. Let's say together, Lord Brahma said, O oh my Lord, today after many, many years of penance, I have come to know about you. Oh, how unfortunate the embodied living entities are that they are unable to know your personality. My Lord, you are the only knowable object because there is nothing supreme beyond you. If there is anything supposedly superior to you, it is not the absolute. You exist as the supreme by exhibiting the creative energy of matter. Purport. The three deities... Excuse me. Purport. The highest peak of ignorance of the living entities who are conditioned by material bodies is that they are unaware of the supreme cause of the cosmic manifestation. (laughs) I'll just read it again. This the highest peak I love the metaphor, the highest peak of ignorance. You can imagine a mountain, (laughs) biggest mountain in the world, and the highest peak there, the highest peak of ignorance. It doesn't get any more ignorant than that. The highest peak of the ignorance of the living entities, who are conditioned by the material bodies, by material bodies, is that they are unaware of the supreme cause of the cosmic manifestation. So it, it, it's ludicrous, in fact, that there is perfect order in the universe, and then there are all, all kinds of theories to deny uh, the the very idea of a cognizant creator, someone who has his own power, who's a personality. It's abhorrent to most people this idea that there's a supreme creator and therefore they just simply deny it and they remain in ignorance. And that's the highest peak of ignorance. Different people have different theories regarding the supreme cause, but none of them are genuine. The only supreme cause is Vishnu and the intervening impediment is the illusory energy of the Lord. The Lord has employed his wonderful material energy in manifesting many, many wonderful distractions in the material world. In a conditioned souls illusioned by the same energy are thus unable to know the supreme cause. The most stalwart scientists and philosophers, therefore, cannot be accepted as wonderful. They only appear wonderful because they are instruments in the hands of the illusory energy of the Lord. Under illusion... The general mass of people deny the existence of the Supreme Lord and accept the foolish products of illusory energy as supreme. One can know the Supreme Cause, the Personality of Godhead, by the causeless mercy of the Lord, which is bestowed upon the Lord's pure devotees like Brahma and those in his disciplic succession. By acts of penance only was Lord Brahma able to see the Garbhadakshai Vishnu, and by realization only could he understand the Lord as he is. Brahmā was extremely satisfied upon observing the magnificent beauty and opulence of the Lord, and he admitted that nothing can be comparable to him. Only by penance can one appreciate the beauty and opulence of the Lord. And when one is acquainted with the beauty and opulence, he is no longer attracted by any other. This is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 259, Paramdrasva Nivartite. Foolish human beings who do not endeavor to investigate the supreme beauty and opulence of the Lord are here condemned by Brahma. It is imperative that every human being try for such knowledge, and if anyone does not do so, his life is spoiled. Anything that is beautiful and opulent in the material sense is enjoyed by those living entities who are like crows." Crows always engage in picking at rejected garbage, whereas the white ducks do not mix with the crows. Rather, they take pleasure in transparent lakes with lotus flowers surrounded by beautiful orchards. Both crows and ducks are undoubtedly birds by birth, but they are not of the same feather. Om Ajnana Timarandasya Shalakaya Chakshurun Militamnyena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Garadhara Shiva Sari Rabakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Rama Rama, Rama, Rama Hare Hare Translation, Lord Brahma said, Oh, my Lord, today, after many, many years of penance, I have come to know about you. Oh, how unfortunate the embodied living entities are that they are unable to know your personality. My Lord, you are the only knowable object because there is nothing supreme beyond you. If there is anything supposedly superior to to you, it is not absolute. You exist as the supreme by exhibiting the creative energy of matter. And in the first... uh, paragraph of the purport just as a reminder Prabhupada mentions that the peak of ignorance is to remain unaware of the supreme cause of the cosmic manifestation and that people make up theories but none of them are genuine they're just invented that uh, Vishnu is the supreme cause and his wonderful material energy is manifesting uh, many wonderful distractions in the material world so now we'll take a few reflections with, with the idea of bringing out reflections of of um, points that that can be elaborated upon that you that you heard so far in the first paragraph of the purport or elsewhere. Yes,
1: I think in somewhere in between the purport, uh, Prabhupada says, like by penance only we can know, like how Lord Brahma has to go for such a long penance to yes. understand. So there was, there is one very uh, mm-hmm. word I remember. There is a De-Bhajam de for, the, for the living entity who has taken this word. And even the same thing is told by Rishabh Deo. Deho Deo De-Bhajam Liloke Kastan Kama Narhate vid Tapo Devyam Putraka Yena Sattvam So de brahma Brahmasokhyam Tanantam Where he says like how penance, the divine austerity you had to do to know the self.
0: Okay, this is a good point. Let's look at that verse that is in... Five, 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 of the Bhagwatom. If I am so not incorrect, and I probably am, it's five, five, one. So five, five, one. Nayam Deho deha Bajam bhajan nirloke kashtan kamam arhate vidbujamye tapo divyam putraka yena sadvam shud yed yasmad brahma saukyam chunan tam. So here he says, um nayam Go back up. Nah, not I am this deha. Deha Bajam of all living entities who have accepted material bodies in this world or loke uh, it's troublesome Kashtan Kamon sense gratification uh, is not the goal because it's available to Vit stool eaters it means pigs they eat stool believe it or not um, so then he recommends don't try to get sense gratification because the even the animals can get it. And pigs are satisfied with eating stool. They think it's nice. But uh, the, any gratification here in the material world, this is like uh, the pigs or the crows because this is inferior nature. So how to get the real thing? As uh, Mukharvinda Prabhu is bringing out, mining from the purport, tapo divyam means austerities and penances which are divine. Not just any austerities. You can get some powers by performing austerities, by disciplining yourself in certain ways, but by doing divine austerities. Tapo Divyam Shudyat Divyam he says to his sons, "Yena satvam, do those kind of divine austerities through it, Shudyat you'll become purified and from which you will get brahma-saukyam, or spiritual happiness, which will be unending. And so this is an important point, how to perform spiritual austerities, or tapo divyam. Uh Naveena Prabhu, will you say something about tapo Relate related to any other uh, verses or concepts? tapo divyam. Divine austerities. What does it mean for us?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Divine austerity for us means not just uh, negating the material elements, as Rupa Goswami pointed out, Anasakta upayunjita, nirbanda Krishna, sambandhe yuktam vairagim uchite. That we actually use everything in the service of the Lord. Not just to negate or to reject or to deny. Because different other groups are also trying to be renounced, the Mayavadis and different types of yogis and meditators. But that is not advised. It is more advisable to see everything in relation to Krishna and use it for Krishna's service.
0: Thank you very much. Nirkula will give an example of what it means to use a a mundane object in the service of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Leaving? You have to go? Okay. So
3: many things. Cars, computers.
0: We'll give a drill down into one of them. What about Cars.
3: Cars are. If if we use them in in devotional service, they take us to the temple. They take us to the to do sankirtan. They take us to do what are seemingly mundane activities such as uh, grocery shopping.
0: Such an excellent point you make. Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sannyasi Saraswatitakur was demonstrative about this because for many many years sannyasis sadhus would not ride in cars and. To show this principle that Navina Prabhu is bringing up about divine austerity, penance, and then means anasaktasya vishayan, yatarham upayunjita, using the objects of senses in the service of Krishna, then he had his sannyasis ride in motor cars. In fact, he showed up at Radhakund in a nice motor car and he brought some of his disciples dressed in Western dress to show that motor cars could be used in the service of the Lord. And Prabhupada emphasized this again and again when he came to the West. He said, I'm using dictaphone. It's a mechanical, a technological creation, but because I'm using it to speak Bhagavatam and make that available to the world, it becomes transcendentalized, right? And similarly, as Nirkula is pointing out, by using cars we can um, help to serve Krishna especially through shopping through going on sankirtan, and so forth when I got my car it had a GPS inside of course it doesn't work anymore because it's out of date <laughs> but, and everyone just uses their phone net nowadays but when I first got it uh, which was many many years ago I, I had to go visit about four Sankraton spots around uh, the San Jose area. I was driving from one to the next. And I just remember thinking about how Lord Chaitanya would be pleased uh, if a devotee was using a GPS to go uh, find out where all the Sankraton spots were, and I never would have found them without it. It was telling me, go left, go right, and I just followed whatever it said. So these are examples. Uh, Thank you, Navina, for putting us on that thread because when, it, when we hear about austerities, uh, practically speaking, um, it's, it's easy enough to say, well, you know, that's good enough for Brahma, but not for me. But you brought out how to perform austerities, and that is to use normal things in the service of Krishna. There's a verse in the 10th canto, 14th chapter, about how the residents of Vrindavan, because they're devotees, they're householders. Although they, they use everything in service of the Lord, therefore it's a source of liberation. Otherwise they become foot shackles. You can look up that word and you'll find it right away in the 10th kent of 14th chapter. Those who use normal things in, this, in their own service become bound. Foot shackles. What? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare. 36. 10, 14, 36, please. Thank you. Please repeat. Tavad Ragadayasthenas. Tavad Kara Graham Graham. Tavan Mohon Gri Nigado. Yavat Krishna Natejana. A couple chanters who didn't go last time. Alex. Tavat Ragadayastainas. Tavat Kara Graham Graham. Tavan Mohon Nigado. Yavad Krishna Nigado. Yavat Krishna Natejana. Unamas Tavad Ragadaya Stainas Tavat Kara Graham Graham Tavad, Tavad Mohangri Nigado Yavat Krishna Natejana, natejana. Tavat for that long Raga Adaya material attachment, and so on. Stena, Stena. thieves, Thieves. tavat, Tavat. for that long. Kara graham, a prison. Graham, one's home, home. especially nowadays, tavat, (laughs) for that long. Moha, the bewilderment of family affection. Angri, Upon their, upon their feet, nigada, nigada. shackles, shackles. yavat, as long as, as, long as Krishna. Krishna. O Krishna, O Lord Krishna, na, na. Do, not do not become, te, te. Your, devotees. your devotees, jana, jana. Any, persons. any persons. Translation, my dear Lord Krishna, until people become your devotees, their material attachments and desires remain thieves, their homes, become, their homes remain prisons, and their affectionate feelings for their family members remain foot shackles. So, what are the three examples given here? Radhakripa Prabhu will tell us the three uh, analogies given.
4: Sorry, Maharaj, the, you want asking three examples of shackles?
0: There's three elements to this verse. Three points that Brahma is making. What are the three points?
4: Brahma is making the first point until uh, you become a devotee, uh, you know, this, those this whole attachments to them become uh, otherwise, you know, the, all the material, the material attachments, attachments become thieves, right? Thieves. Yeah, right.
0: give an example of how a material attachment is a thief.
4: Because eventually we are part and parcel of Lord, and the moment we think this is mine, the, all the material energy I wanted to Lord it over, I am going against the nature which is supposed to serve Krishna, wow, the ultimate nice. owner.
0: Nicely done. What's the second one? Uh, desires remain steep Their homes become,
4: uh, home prisons. remains
0: Prisons. The home becomes a prison. Yes. So what about, how does that work?
4: Well, because in the home, if we keep on uh, serving the, uh, the family members, uh, you know, with the attachment from a material point of view. We forget that what is our ultimate uh, goal of life. So okay, that's entangled. good.
0: What's a more practical point about that in daily terms?
4: Daily terms, we keep on serving, buying. No, 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 more practical. More practical prisons.
0: The mortgage. Mortgage. You buy a home in the Bay Area, and right. I don't mean to scare anybody from moving out here. I think you right. should. <laughs> but if you buy a home in the May, Bay Area, you're going to pay at least a million dollars. Right. And how much is the mortgage on that if you put 20% down? You're going to owe a mortgage of $800,000. How much do you have to pay? If almost you get
4: like 3000 or
0: 4000
4: 2% dollars. loan, huh? Uh, th- around 3% probably would be 5000 almost. 5000
0: 5, only. Per month. <laughs> yes. For Plus how many property years? property tax. Is that 30 years? 30 years. Plus property tax, which will be significant, right? It's
4: yes, almost like 1%. So it's like $6,000, almost like that. $6,000
0: only. Only. So this is another way in which someone, the material, how the home becomes a prison. A prison because you just have to keep breaking rocks, uh, like in a prison, to pay for it. And what's the third thing that he, he brings up?
4: The affectionate, affectionate feeling uh, for their family members remain foot shackles. Means? Means their, the, the attachment to the family members holds you uh, in, in wasting the time uh, because they, you need to take care about them so you feel like obliged. And in that manner, you cannot set yourself free. And uh, Are you so trying to that, say
0: that you shouldn't have any affection for your family members?
4: Well, we should have the affection but with an understanding that uh, these are Krishna's gift to me and I should utilize to uh, uh, serve them uh, but make them Krishna conscious.
0: So you have affection for your family members. Yes, Maharaj. But you see it in relationship to Krishna.
4: I want to actually try to do that.
0: Find the verse in the seventh canto as quickly as possible. It's in the section of Varnashrama in the Grihastha where it's mentioned that householders shouldn't be non-affectionate to his... I don't know if that's the wording used, but that's the idea. You can find it. Okay, so the purport is, apparently the residents of Vrindavan, the abode of Lord Krishna, are simple householders engaged in ordinary affairs such as herding cows, cooking, rearing children, and performing religious ceremonies. However, all these activities are intensely engaged in the loving service of Lord Krishna. What ways... Um Bhakti Alex, are the residents of Raja intensely engaged in a loving service to Krishna, using their cooking, their cows and rearing children? Which how are they intensely engaged? Residents of Vrindavan.
2: What was the question maharaj
0: how are the residents of Raja that means Goloka Vrindavan or Gokula Vrindavan or Boma Vrindavan earthly Vrindavan they're the same how, what, what are some examples of the way they're intensely engaged in householder affairs but which are in relationship to Krishna you can call a friend Avantika what are, how are they intensely engaged
5: um it already said, like, do I explain, like, each one of those? or do I No,
0: how are the residents of Vrindavan intensely engaged in affairs, like household affairs? They've got cooking going on, right? Yeah. And what are the things that they do in the household they, affairs? They, Take care of children? Yeah, they cook, they clean. Just like regular people, yeah. right? It's like a village. So how are, they, what ways are they intensely engaged in those things that are in relationship to Krishna? How is it in loving service to Krishna?
5: Uh, they can be cooking...
0: Like what? Give me a specific pastime.
5: Um, when Krishna goes in the... There's that one picture that we see during prasadam prayers when yeah. Krishna is eating um, prasadam with all of his friends.
0: Okay, where did they get the prasadam?
5: The residence of Vrindavan.
0: Like which residence? Where did Krishna get his Yash- from?
5: Yashoda.
0: Y- is that a question or an answer? Answer. And so, do you know that yeshoda? cooks for Krishna? How do you know that? Where does it say it?
5: Um, I don't know where it... Have you ever
0: been here for Noon Artik? Go get the song book and look up the Noon Artik song. Quick, 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 help her out. Noon Artik song. Yeah, let's hear it. What happens in the arena of cooking and so forth that's spiritual. Sing the first line and then read us the translation for the whole thing. vatsala Hari. Go ahead, translations.
5: Just worship Sri Gorahari who is always affectionate towards his devotees. He is the same Supreme Godhead Krishna who, who sported in the cowherd pastures of Raja and stole the hearts of Nanda and Yashoda. Uh, Mother Yashoda calls to Krishna, My dear Dāmodar, it is very late. Please come right now, sit down in the dining hall and take your lunch.
0: There you go. Keep going.
5: On the direction of Nandamaraj, Krishna, the holder of Govardhan Hill, sits down and then all the cowherd boys, along with Krishna's elder brother, Sri Baladeva, sit down in rows to take their lunch. Four. There then served a feast of sukta and various kinds of green What's
0: sukta? Nirkula, what is sukta? Mixed vegetable stew. Mixed vegetable stew.
5: then nice fried things, and a salad made of the green leaves of the jute plant. They are also served pumpkin, baskets of
0: Delicacies.
5: delicacies made of dal, small square cakes made of lentils and cooked down milk, then thick yogurt, squash cooked in milk, and vegetable preparations made from the tower of the banana tree.
0: Wow, keep going.
5: Then they receive fried squares of moong dal and urad dal patties, chapatis, and rice with ki.
0: Yay! Keep going!
5: Next they are served sweets made with milk, sugar, and sesame. Rice flour cakes, thick cooked down milk, cake, cakes floating in milk, and sweet rice. There is also sweet rice that tastes just like nectar due to its being mixed with camphor. There are bananas and cheese that is nectarian and delicious. The boys are also served 12 kinds of sour preparations. Made with tamarinds, limes, lemons, oranges, and pomegranates.
0: Yahoo! Keep going.
5: There are puris made with white flour and sugar. Puris filled with cream, ladus, and dal. Puris patties.
0: filled with cream. <laughs> Keep going.
5: Ladus and dal patties, boiled and sugared rice.
0: And most people are driving through Del Taco and getting some <laughs> karmic creation. <laughs> Krishna
5: eagerly eats all of the food.
0: Yes, he does. Okay, keep going.
5: In great ecstasy and joy, Krishna eats the rice, curried vegetables, sweets, and pastries cooked by Srimati Radharani. Krishna's funny brahmana brahmana friend, Madhu Mangal, who's very fond of laddus, gets them by hook or by crook. Eating the laddus, he shouts, Haribo! 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 And makes a funny sound by slapping his sides under his armpits watching Radharani and her gopi friends from the corners of his eyes Krishna eats at the house of Mother Yashoda with great satisfaction after lunch Krishna drinks rose-scented water then all the boys standing in lines wash their mouths after all the cowherd boys wash their hands and mouths in great bliss they take rest with Lord Balaram the two cowherd boys Jambula and Rasala then bring Krishna pon, pan pon made with betel nuts betel nuts fancy Beetle. Oh, beetle nuts, fancy spices, and katechu. After eating that pan, Sri Krishna Chandra then happily goes to sleep. While Krishna happily takes his rest on an excellent bedstead, his servant Vishalaksha cools him with a fan of peacock feathers. At Mother Yashoda's request, the gopi Danishta brings Srimati Radharani remnants of food left on Krishna's plate, and she eats them with great delight.
0: Very good, very good.
5: Lalita Devi and the other gopis then receive the remnants and within their hearts they sing the glories of Radharani and Krishna with great joy. Thakur Bhakti Vinod whose who's one and only joy in the, is the pastimes of Lord Hari sings this poga arthi song.
0: Haribo, Haribo. Puris filled with cream. So this is an example of how in the spiritual world there's cooking going on. We see it in Jagannath Puri, where the Lord eats 54 times a day, 54 offerings, huge amounts of prasadam all day long being cooked, and the Lord's eating it constantly. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was receiving gifts of food all the time from his servants. Everyone liked to cook for Mahaprabhu, and they would bring them to his servant, Govinda. And then Govinda would bring it to Mahaprabhu, and Mahaprabhu said, I'll take it later. You can put it in storage. So Govinda put it in a room. And more and more people brought offerings and Mahaprabhu kept saying, put it, put it aside, put it aside. And then the devotees were coming up to Govinda and they were saying, did, did he eat my preparation? Did he like it? And Govinda had to lie because they would become so upset. He said, Mahaprabhu didn't touch it. He just said, put it aside. So he said, yeah. So he, he Govinda came back to Mahaprabhu and he complained. He said, my Lord, you know, I have to tell all these devotees lies because... They're asking me if you're taking the preparations and I keep saying yes, but they're just sitting there and, you know, what's going to happen? And Mahaprabhu said, oh, just, you worry too much. Bring them all to me now. So he brought all of the preparations that had been stored for many, many days in one room and by, Lord, by the Lord's mercy, they were all as fresh as they had the been cooked. And Govinda started serving them out and Mahaprabhu ate them one after another. Enough for thousands of men. And Mahaprabhu ate them all, one after the other, after the other. And then he said, is that all? And then he said, there's the bags of ragava; They're still there. So then uh, Mahaprabhu said, we'll save the bags of ragava." He relished them so much. Raghavara, Raghavara jali; They were cooked with such love and care by Damayanti that Mahaprabhu relished every morsel of them. He used to take it out. And with great love, he would take those... Um, preparations that she cooked, because she had this um, special bhava when she cooked for Mahaprabhu, and all the uh, boga was packed in special packets and so forth. So this is one example, if uh, we look at our um, um, verse here from Brahma, and Prabhupada says that, that, um, however, all these activities are intensely engaged in the loving service of Lord Krishna, intensely engaged in cooking. How many preparations are cooked every day for Krishna? And in the Briyat Bhagavatamrita, it's mentioned how every day when Krishna leaves for the forest, he's just a little boy and he's going off with his boyfriends and the calves into the forest. And Mother Yashoda is um, never looking forward to this because she has to be separated from Krishna for the day. But she wants to make sure that he gets his lunch. So she cooks a nice lunch, and all the boys have lunch packets cooked by their mothers. But Yashoda, she goes after Krishna as he's heading off into the pasture and said, Did you get your lunch? Mom, I got my lunch. Uh, No problem. And she turns around, then she comes back again and said, Now you make sure you eat your lunch. And seven times she comes back to check on him to make sure he's got his lunch, he's going to eat his lunch, doesn't lose his lunch, and so forth. And so this is in the intensity of the of p- cooking and offering of prasadam and to Krishna, giving the nicest preparations of all. In fact, in the pastime where Krishna becomes angry at Yashoda because she puts him down from nursing and goes off to attend to the milk on the stove, actually they had picked the best cows out of millions and millions of cows. They had picked all the best ones, and then they'd given those cows the best grass that they could find anywhere to get milk that was absolutely perfect. And that was what was cooking on the stove for Krishna and when Mother Yashoda put him down. So there's an intensity that goes on throughout Vraja in the cooking. And in Chaitanya Mahāprabhu's pastimes we know that he likes sock. Don't we? Yes. How do we know that? From what pastime do we know how much he likes sock? Shakkori Ashvadana. He says it. Eka Dina Shantipure Prabhu Advaitera Gare Dui Prabhu Bojani Boshi Lo Ashvadana Prabhu Boli Bhaktagana Ashak Krishna Ashvadilo. In this song written by Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he's talking about the pastime of. Mahaprabhu one day taking prasadam at the house of Advaita Charya, and there he's uh, being given sock cooked by, by his mother Shachi and then he's saying this sock is so delicious Krishna has definitely tasted it. He goes into a kind of ecstasy and there's many different kinds of sock. So then Mahaprabhu is saying this kind of sock bestows a particular benediction upon the devotee. If you eat this sock this, will, this is what you're going to get and if you eat this sock you're going to get this special benediction. And there are many, many different kinds of shock. So this is one of the intense preoccupations in the spiritual world. Anyone want to go? Yes. Raise your hand, Yakula. Okay. So this is, this is not binding. Cooking is not binding if it's being offered to Krishna. And what's more, as far as prasadam goes, what does Rupa Goswami say about... The loving exchanges between devotees. What is the uh, admonition that he gives, or the, the recommendation that he says about that? Yes.
5: The verse. Yes, yeah, say it. Tadati prati cheva.
0: Sad means six.
5: Sad vid- vidam. Sad vidam priti lakshanam.
0: What is priti lakshanam? lakshanam say Lakshanam. Lakshanam. Lakshanam means the the characteristic of something. And what is priti? priti L- means Yeah, love and affection. So what does priti lakshanam mean?
5: Loving character.
0: The characteristics of love. And what are they? There's six. L- Sadvidam priti lakshanam. Yeah.
5: Sadvidam priti lakshanam. So the first one is inquiring confidence
0: dadati prati grināti. so dadati means to give something and grināti means to accept something
5: so giving and accepting gifts yes the,
0: the then next one Guryam. what does guhyam mean yeah. secret yeah
5: so um, yeah, revealing your yeah body. that
0: which is in your heart you're bringing it out to other devotees right and then you listen to them guyam akhyati prishati you inquire from them then now you're on the one. What does that mean?
5: So inviting them to eat prasadam.
0: Yeah, you give prasadam and you?
5: Take prasadam.
0: Yeah. These are the six exchanges six exchanges of love that go on between one devotee and another. It's constant in the spiritual world. Different preparations being offered to Krishna, unlimited varieties, and then the devotees... They're fighting over them. When Mahaprabhu finished taking prasadam, all the devotees would rush in and they all made excuses of why they had to have their remnants. And they were fighting over them, taking just whatever they could get, they would walk away with. And so this is the intensity in the spiritual world. So eating is there in the spiritual world. Cooking is there. Does that require cooking pots? And all kinds of utensils? Everything required. But when it's all for Krishna... And for the devotees, then it becomes transcendental. Is that tapo divyam? Let's ask our judges. We have a Bhaktivedanta judge here. Yes. yes. That is confirmed that if you're cooking for Krishna, this is tapo divyam. Who's in the kitchen now, Avantika? Hansapriya is doing tapo divyam in the kitchen. It doesn't mean we're serving prasadam today, though. So don't come down. Okay, so, thus one should not misunderstand the exalted position of the residents of Vrindavana, nor should one consider oneself highly religious simply because one performs ordinary domestic affairs very enthusiastically, <laughs> but without Krishna consciousness. By focusing our passionate attachment on our family and society, we are completely deviated from the progressive path of Krishna consciousness. Conversely, if we engage our family in the loving service of the Lord, our endeavors to maintain our family become part and parcel of our progressive spiritual duties. Problem solved. In conclusion, by studying the extraordinary status of the residents of Vrindavan, we can see that the essential quality of their lives is pure Krishna consciousness, the rendering of loving service to the Lord without a trace of material desires or mental speculation. Such loving service to the original personality of God, it immediately creates the atmosphere of Sri Dham, the kingdom of God. And now we'll take a couple of reflections from the internet. Or if you're on the telephone line, then you can just speak up so we can hear you. There's a quite a few of you out there today, so...
1: Sorry, sir, from. Vaikuntha Nayak Prabhu, he is from. Or, Nayaka, Prabhu. Yeah, he, he was saying his reflection from the original verse, which we started from the creative energy. Uh, yes. Prayers. So he says, Second, in the purport, it was said, Only by penance can one appreciate the beauty and opulence of the Lord. And when one is a- acquainted with that beauty and opulence, he is no longer attracted by any other. Then he is giving his uh, uh, reflection. Reminded of how one so-called great man went about asking, Can you show me God? Siddha Prabhupada chastised this type of questions and rather said our focus should be to develop eyes to see God.
0: Very good. Can you show me God? But you should develop eyes to see God. Okay. Any other reflections or questions? Either from the studio audience or from the um, online so and uh, this is from Padmanabh
1: Jagannath Das Prabhu. Padmanabh Jagannath. Hearing about the peak of ignorance make me think about all the difficulty people go to the hike up like the Himalayas and Mount Everest. They got all their gear up, gear on, and is it very difficult task? And I think that has to pretend that there is no God is similarly as difficult. <laughs>
0: Well done. He said that it's so difficult to climb up to the peak of the Himalaya, Mount Everest, and uh, similarly difficult to try to okay. speculate and deny God. It makes life very difficult, very, very difficult indeed. Nirakula.
3: Uh, Shraddha wrote in um, with a reflection Only by penance can one appreciate the beauty and opulence of the Lord and when one is acquainted with that beauty and opulence he is no longer attracted by any other
0: That was a popular Dru- one because that's the third time we've got that feedback so far
3: Juva Maharaj's life is an example of this
0: Juva Maharaj's life is an example of performing penance? Yeah Performed penance and he saw the Lord Chitraketu also. He was able to see the Lord within seven days by doing the penance of. How did Chitraketu perform penance? Let's ask our Bhaktivedanta. What did Chitraketu do as his penance? He got a mantra. He got a mantra, and then he was able to um, see Sankarshana within seven days before uh, the we've perfected the mantra. And it's similar to what we heard in the Brahma Samhita re- just a, a few minutes ago. What was it that happened? patim <laughs> prakrita you know, rupinya, rupinya, paripasitam sampande. He says, atatepe, uh, the austerity that he performed was um, to uh, chant the, the mantra. Because by the mantra, says Divya uh, Saraswati, then you'll attain all perfection. Everything will, will, will be um, bestowed upon you by chanting the mantra. Yes, Sundarananda. Sundarananda says, What beautiful
1: explanation for austerity that is to use everything we have in Lord Krishna's
0: service. Yes, this is the definition of austerity to use everything that we have in Krishna's service. Very good. Okay, so now uh, I asked you for a verse from the seventh canto. May I have it, please? What is the verse number?
1: 715. 715. 714. Seven, fourteen three and four. seventeen, seven, fourteen, three
0: and four. Let's see if you got the right one. Down, 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 up. Thank you. Egarhusta must associate again and again with saintly persons, and with great respect he must hear the nectar of the activities of the Supreme Lord and his incarnations as these activities are described in Srimad Bhagavatam and the other Puranas thus one should gradually become detached from affection for his wife and children exactly as a man waking from a dream not the right one it says that he should not withhold his his, uh, emotions or his uh, appreciation for his family yeah externally that one So the point is that, in a practical way, somebody who's a grahasta should still have, even if one is developing um, detachment, externally one should not withhold um, affection because that will stunt the growth of one's family. It will be artificial. Okay, so now we're back to the Srimad uh, Bhagavatam verse that we started with, and I'm continuing with the purport because I think I only got to the first paragraph. Is that correct? Yes? So the second paragraph says, One can know the Supreme Cause, the personality of God, by the causeless mercy of the Lord, which is bestowed upon the Lord's pure devotees like Brahma and those in his disciplic succession." By acts of penance only was Lord Brahma able to see Garbhadakshai Vishnu, and by realization only he could understand the Lord as he is. Brahma was extremely satisfied upon observing the magnificent beauty and opulence of the Lord, and he admitted that nothing can be comparable to him. Only by penance can one appreciate the beauty and opulence of the Lord, and when one is acquainted with that beauty and opulence, he is no longer attracted by any other this is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita, Param Drishvara So that's the fourth time we've heard that part. Foolish human beings who do not endeavor to investigate the supreme beauty and opulence of the Lord are here condemned by Brahma. It is imperative that every human being try for such knowledge, and if anyone does not do so, his life is spoiled. Anything that is beautiful and opulent in the material sense is enjoyed by those living entities who are like crows. Oh, we read this. Crows always mi- always engage in picking at rejected garbage, whereas the white ducks do not mix with the crows. Rather, they take pleasure in transparent lakes with lotus flowers surrounded by beautiful orchards. Both crows and ducks are undoubtedly birds by birth, but they are not of the same feather. Text number two. Rupam atad. Of Aboda, Rasoda Yena. Please repeat Shashvan Nivrita Masad Sadanu Grahaya. Shashvan Bijam. Adao bipadma Padma Bogava. Bhavanad aham avirasam. Rupam. Form. Yat. Which. Etat. That. Of a Of your internal potency. Udayena. With the manifestation. Shashvat. Forever. Nivrata. Freed from. Tamasa, material contamination. sat for the sake of the devotees. Adau, original in the creative energy of matter. Grihitam, accepted. Avatara, of incarnations. shata the root cause of hundreds. Yet, that which... Nabi Padma, Nabi Padma, the navel lotus flower. Naval lotus flower. Bhavanat, Bhavanat, from the home. home. Aham, myself. myself. Aviras, Aviras, Avirasam. Avirasam, generated. Per, uh, translation, the form which I see is eternally freed from material contamination and has invented to show mercy to the devotees as a manifestation of internal potency. This incarnation is the origin of many other incarnations, and I am born from the lotus flower grown from your navel home. Purport. The three deities, Brahma, Vishnu, and Maheshwara, Shiva, the executive heads of the three modes of material nature, passion, goodness, and ignorance, are all generated from Garbhadaksha Vishnu, who is described herein by Brahma. Where in the first canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam are the three... Qualitative incarnations of the Lord mentioned. In the second chapter, and what is the verse? Safam Rajas Tamaiti Prakrunas Tar Yuktapara Eka Ihasidate Stitiade Hari Varinchi Hareti Samja Shayamsi Tatra Kalu Safatanor Nurnam Suhu. Let's look at that verse really quick. Li. Safram Rajas ET. that is one, two, twenty, two. twenty. Two. One, two, twenty-two. Everyone at home, say one, two, twenty-two. A little louder so we can hear you at home. 1, 2, That's not it. Twenty-two. Twenty-three. One, two, twenty-three. If you got a tattoo of one, two, twenty-two, you gotta get it erased and put twenty-three. Please repeat Sut from Rajas Tamaiti Prakriti Gunas Tire Yukta Parapurusha Eka hihasidate Stitya Yehari Varinchi Hareti Sangya Shayam Sitatra Kalu Safatanor Nurnam Suhu Let's look at the meaning of this verse. Let's look at the translation. The transcendental personality of God, it is indirectly associated with the three modes of material nature, namely passion, goodness, and ignorance. And just for the material world's creation, maintenance, and destruction, he accepts the three qualitative forms of Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. Of these three, all human beings can derive ultimate benefit from Vishnu, the form of the quality of goodness. So this Brahma... Vishnu and Shiva from whom may one attain the ultimate goal of life and attain the highest benefit from which of these deities? And why is that? He's the form of the quality of sattvagun, right? Okay, let's look at the purport. That Lord Shri Krishna by his plenary parts should be rendered devotional service is explained above. It is confirmed by this statement. Lord Shri Krishna and all his plenary parts are Vishnu Tattva, or the Lordship of Godhead. From Shri Krishna, the next manifestation is Baladev. Is who? From Baladev is Sankarsana. Who? From Sankarsana is Narayana. Who? From Narayana, there is the second Sankarsana. The who? Second Sankarsana. And from this Sankarsana, the Vishnu Purusha avatars. Who? The Vishnu or the deity of the quality of goodness in the material world is the Purusha avatara known as Shira Dakshai Vishnu or Paramatma. Or who? Paramatma. Brahma is the deity of Rajas, passion, and Shiva of ignorance. There are They are the three departmental heads of the three qualities of this material creation, material world. Creation is made possible by Brahma's quality of passion and his endeavor. It is maintained by the goodness of Vishnu, and when it requires to be destroyed, Lord Shiva does it by the Tandavarandritya. The materialist and the foolish human beings worship Brahma and Shiva, respectively, but the pure transcendentalists worship the form of goodness, Vishnu, in his various forms. Vishnu is manifested by his millions and billions of integrated forms and separated forms. The integrated forms are called Godhead. And the separated forms are called the living entities or the Jivas. Both, if you're a Jiva, raise your hand. Okay, I wanted to check if there are any incarnations in here. The integrated forms are called Godhead, and the separated forms are called the living entities or the Jivas. Both the Jivas and Godhead have their original spiritual forms. Jivas are sometimes subjected to the control of material energy. Anyone? Anyone? But the Vishnu forms are always controllers of this energy. When Vishnu, the personality of Godhead, appears in the material world, he comes to deliver the conditioned living beings who are under the material energy. Such living beings appear in the material world with intentions of being lords and thus they become entrapped by the three modes of nature. As such, the living entities have to change their material coverings for undergoing different forms of imprisonment. The prison house of the material world is created by Brahma under instruction of the Personality of Godhead and at the conclusion of the Kalpa, the whole thing is destroyed by Shiva. But as far as maintenance of the prison house is concerned, it is done by Lord Vishnu, as much as the state prison house is maintained by the state. Anyone, therefore, who wishes to get out of this prison house of material existence, which is full of miseries like repetition of birth, death, disease, and old age, must... Please, Lord Vishnu, for such liberation. What must one do if one wants to get out of the prison house of the material world? Please, Lord Vishnu. Please, Lord Vishnu say again. Please, Lord Vishnu. 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 One more time. Please, Lord Vishnu. Everyone at home, please say, please, Lord Vishnu. Please, Lord Vishnu. That's how to get out of the prison house of the material world. Uh, <clears throat> Where was I? Please, Lord Vishnu. (laughs) Anyone who wishes, therefore, to get out of this prison house of material existence which is full of miseries like repeated birth, death. What's the third one? Disease? disease? Disease. Does that ever happen in the material world? On this planet ever? Anybody ever get diseased? Anybody ever worry about disease? But not very much, right? They don't worry very much about disease. And old age must please Lord Vishnu for such liberation. Lord Vishnu is worshipped by devotional service only. And if anyone has to continue prison life in the material world, he may ask for relative facilities for temporary relief from the different demigods like Shiva, Brahma, Indra, and Varuna. No demigod, however, can release the imprisoned living being from the conditioned life of material existence. This can be done only by Vishnu. Therefore, the ultimate benefit may be derived from Vishnu, the Personality of Godhead. So now we know for sure, if you worship Vishnu, then you're, in the, you're properly situated, right? Now back to our verse. The three deities, Brahma, Vishnu, and Maheshwar, Shiva, the executive heads of the three modes of material nature, passion, goodness, and ignorance, are all generated from Garbhadakshai Vishnu, who is described herein by Brahma. And if at any time you wanted to give somebody a summary of the three qualitative deities in the material world, which verse would you refer to in the Bhagavatam? One, two, One, two, twenty-three. That's correct iti prakritir gunas Tire. From the shirdakshai Vishnu, many Vishnu incarnations expand at different ages in the duration of the cosmic manifestation. They are expanded only for the transcendental happiness of the pure devotees. The incarnations of Vishnu, who appear at different ages and times, are never to be compared to the conditioned souls. The Vishnu Tattvas are not to be compared to deities like Brahma and Shiva, nor are they on the same level. Anyone who compares them is called a Pashandi or infidel. Now there's a verse that describes this. You'll find in your verse book, Yes Narayanam Devam Brahma Rudradi Daivate Samatvena Nena Saprashandi Pavedruvam That's where that comes from. It says that if someone thinks that Brahma and Shiva are on the same level as Vishnu, then they are known as Pashandis. That's not a good word, Pashandi. I mean, it's, it's not too good to be a Pashandi, is it? Could you get the verse book? Look up that verse. Yes to Narayanam Devam. anyone who compares them is called a pashandi or infidel tamasa mentioned herein is the material nature and the spiritual nature has a completely separate existence from tama therefore spiritual nature is called avabodha rasa and avabodha rasa avarodha rasa avarodha means that which completely nullifies in the transcendence there is no chance of material contact by any means Brahma is the first living being and therefore he mentions his birth from the lotus flower generated from the abdomen of Garbhadhaksha Vishnu Yastunarayanam devam
5: Yastunarayanam devam Brahma rudra Samat samatvenaiva Sapashandi Um This is from the Padma Purana. Um, it was quoted in Chaitanya Charitamrita Lila eighteen point one one six. Eighteen point
0: one one six Madhyalila. Go ahead.
5: A person who considers demigods like Prema and Shiva to be on an Madja. to be on an equal level with Narayana is to be considered an offender and an atheist.
0: Ha ha ha. And now, 116. What is it from? Madhya?
5: Madhya Leela, 18th chapter. Yeah,
0: now. There you go. Yes to Narayanam Devam. Please repeat. Brahma Rudra Daivatai. Samat Venai Sapashandi Bhavedruvam. Translation is together a person who considers demigods like Brahma and Shiva to be on an equal level with Narayana is to be considered an offender or Pashanti. Once the demigods, as they were fighting the demons, became situated in a disadvantageous situation because the Maidanova was working for the demons and he, he had created three cities in the air. And from that vantage point, the demons were fighting with the demigods and they were able to defeat them. So the demigods petitioned Lord Shiva to help them And he came to help, and with his mighty arrows, he began killing all the demons in these three aerial cities. But then Mayadanava created a lake of nectar, which apparently is available through certain Ayurvedic doctors, none of which I have found yet. And in this pool of special Ayurvedic medicine, my Danava or anyone, would dip the dead demons and they would come out alive. But not just alive, but with more strength than they had before. And now Shiva was overwhelmed because they were coming back and multiplying and he was losing the fight. At that time, Alex, do you like this story so far? At that time, Lord Brahma came along with Lord Vishnu in the form of a cow and a calf. And they walked into the assembly of the demons where this pond of nectar was situated. And they went forward and they began to drink it all. And Maya witnessing this and noticing that the potency of Lord Vishnu was so strong that no one could check the cow and the calf from drinking them, said that Whether one is a demigod, a human being, a demon, or anyone else, one cannot undo the plan of the Lord at any time or in any place because Lord Vishnu's plan is always carried out, and you can't check it. And so when he drank all this, the demons then couldn't bring back their soldiers and then Lord Shiva became successful in subduing them, and he became glorified as Truparari, because he destroyed the three cities of the demons. And Lord Vishnu, in that way, glorified his devotee, Lord Shiva. But here it shows the, the great power of Lord Vishnu, even over Lord, the mighty Lord Shiva. And there are other stories as well. For instance, Mohini Murthy's story, where Lord Lord Shiva becomes attracted to Mohini Murti and he basically loses his mind. And Lord Vishnu in the form of Mohini Murti ran in front of all the hermitages all over the world uh, where the sages were worshipping Lord Shiva. And they saw Lord Shiva completely um, lost in absorption in Mohini Murti, chasing after her. And how did, uh, when he realized that he had um, lost himself in this, how did Lord Shiva feel? Yes?
4: I think he, he felt really happy seeing the original energy of his Lord. He yes. Was, he was very happy.
0: He was happy that he was defeated, defeated to show the, the, the power of Lord Vishnu. So we can understand from the... Uh, section we're in now, that Lord Brahma is subordinate to Lord Vishnu. We can also understand throughout the Bhagavatam how Lord Shiva is also subordinate to Vishnu. So one can simply concentrate one's full worship on Lord Vishnu, correct? Yes. Was it done by previous sages? Did they worship Lord Vishnu? Why did they worship Lord Vishnu? Because they had ascertained the same thing we're ascertaining right now, and that is, that the ultimate benefit in life can be achieved by worshiping Lord Vishnu because he's above the three modes of material nature. And what is the verse, Navina? It's in 1, 2, 24. The next verse after Sattvam Rajas to my ET. And it says, "Bajure Muni... No, that's not it. It's before it. Is it? Everyone okay? Yes. Naveena, you're okay? There you go. One, two. One, two, twenty five. Everyone, uh, please repeat. Bejere Munio Tagre. Munio Tagre. Bhagavan Tamba Vishuddham Shemaya. Kalpanteye Nutaniha. Translation is Previously, all the great sages rendered service under the personality of Godhead due to his existence above the three modes of material nature. They worshipped him to become free from material conditions and thus derive the ultimate benefit. Whoever follows such great authorities is also eligible for liberation from the material world. PURPORT This purpose of performing religion is neither to profit by material gain nor to get the simple knowledge of discerning matter from spirit. The ultimate aim of religious performances is to realize, is to release oneself from material bondage and regain the life of freedom in the transcendental world where the personality of God is the supreme person. Laws of religion, therefore, are directly enacted by the personality of Godhead, and except for the mahajanas, or the authorized agents of the Lord, no one knows the purpose of religion. There are twelve particular agents of the Lord who know the purpose of religion, and all of them render transcendental service unto him. Persons who desire their own good may follow these mahajans and thus attain the supreme benefit." Please list the Mahājāns, the twelve Mahājāns. Nārada Muni? Okay, one. Go ahead, give us the full verse.
2: Svāyambhūr nārada kshambhu kumāra pralādā jagānaka bālīrvāya sakīrvāyam So he gave one of them. Narda. now can you give the other eleven, please? Svāyambhū manu, nārada, shambhu Shiva. kumāras kapiladev, Manu, Svainabhura Shambu, Kumara Kapilamanu, Pralada, Janaka, Bishma, Bali Maharaj,
0: and Sugaregashram. Come on, give it up. Well done, well done. And this verse points out that the Mahajans are all pointing us in the same direction, and that is worshipping Lord Vishnu. So, if you want to attain the ultimate goal of life, which, as Prabhupada mentions here, is what? To be released from the material bondage, then you have to worship Lord Vishnu. Vishnu. not Shiva, Brahma true or false okay worship Lord, Vishnu. Vishnu yes, so we have two verses approving that and one verse a prohibitive verse saying you shouldn't compare Lord uh, Brahma and Shiva to Vishnu mm-hmm. and say they're on an equal level samat venayna viksheta don't say they're Sama. They're not equal. Vishnu's on a higher level. And we heard, Sattvam Rajas Prakriti Prakritiya Gunastha Yukta Para Eka Ihasidate Stityare Shiva Vrinchi Hareti Samgya Shreyamsi Yatra Kalo Sattva Tanor Nrinamsu. If you want Shreya, if you want to attain the ultimate goal of life, raise your hand. Okay, everyone's in. Then you worship Lord Vishnu and Bejere Munitagre, Bhagavantam Azhoksajam. Previously, all the great Mahajans that worship Lord Vishnu. So you're situated properly. You can breathe a sigh of relief that you're doing the right thing by worshiping Lord Vishnu only. Okay? Continuing. Did you find that verse? You found it. Okay, what is it? 7, Fourteen five. Fourteen five. Let's look at it. Yavad-artam upasino, upasino Dehe-gehe Chapandita Dehe Dehe <laughs> Virakto rakta tatra Make a list of these verses that we look up. Yaset. Yaset. How about Dehe Gehe? Dehe Gehe. Dehe Gehe, gehe Chapandita. Yavadartam. Yavadartam. As much endeavor for one's livelihood as necessary. As much endeavor for one's livelihood as necessary. Upasina. Upasina. Earning. Sorry. Dehe. In the body, gehe, in family matters, cha, also, panditaha, one who is learned, virakta, not at all attached, raktavat, as if very much attached, tatra, in this, nriloke, human society, naratam, The human form, Naset one should depict, translation. Are you ready for the translation? While working to earn his livelihood as much as necessary to maintain body and soul together, one who is actually learned should live in human society unattached to family members, although externally appearing, family affairs. While working to earn his livelihood as much as necessary to maintain body and soul together, one who is actually learned should live in human society unattached to family affairs, although externally appearing very much attached. Purport. This is the picture of ideal family life. Thank you. When Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked Ramananda Roy about the goal of life, Ramananda Roy described it in different ways according to the recommendations of the revealed scriptures. And finally, Sri Ramananda Roy explained that one may stay in his own position, whether as a brahmana, a shudra, a sannyasi, or whatever, but one must try to inquire about life's goal. Atato Brahmajignata. This is the proper utilization of the human form of life. When one misuses the gift of the human form by unnecessarily indulging in the animal propensities of eating, sleeping, mating, and defending, and does not try to get out of the clutches of Maya, which subjects one to repeated birth and death, old age and disease, one is again punished by being forced to descend to the lower species and undergo evolution according to the laws of nature. That's not good. Rakrit kriyamanani Gunai Karmani Sarvasha, being completely under the grip of material nature, the living entity must evolve again from the lower species to the higher species until he at last returns to human life and gets the chance to be freed from material clutches. A wise man, however, learns from the shastras and guru that we are living entities. we, living entities, are all eternal but are put into troublesome conditions because of associating with different modes under the laws of material nature. He therefore concludes that in human form of life, he should not endeavor for unnecessary necessities. He should not endeavor for unnecessary necessities, like too much toilet paper, but should live a very simple life, just maintaining body and soul together. Certainly one requires some means of livelihood, and according to one's varna and ashrama, this means, this means of livelihood is prescribed in the Shastras. One should be satisfied with this. Therefore, instead of hankering for more and more money, a sincere devotee of the Lord tries to invent some ways to earn his livelihood, and when he does so, Krishna helps him. Earning one's livelihood, therefore, is not a problem. The real problem is how to get free from the bondage of birth, death, and old age. Attaining this freedom and not inventing unnecessary necessities is the basic principle of Vedic civilization. One should be satisfied with whatever means of life comes automatically. The modern materialistic civilization is just the opposite of the ideal civilization. (laughs) Every day the so called leaders of modern society invent something contributing to a cumbersome way of life that implicates people more and more in the cycle of birth and death, old age and disease. What a purport. And go back up to the word for word, please. Yeah, as I mentioned here, Ruktavat, Rakta as if very much attached. So there's a way in which one cooperates with the external environment while at the same time cultivating Krishna consciousness. Because if you become artificially or externally you become detached then you'll create havoc. Externally detached. Yes, Prabhu.
4: Well, Maharaj, can you give us Elaborate a little bit more on how to uh, be Practivite. showing. Yeah, yeah, that's like you're externally showing you're attached but detached. Practical way because Practical this is way? yeah, this is a bit more complex because more, the moment you if if you are if you are engaged, you get you see the senses, you get attracted, you get attached, and then it's you get entangled in that one but how to practically in uh, family life be in that situation?
0: Practically? Well, one way, very practically, is to do your duty to take care of your family. As you go on taking care of your family, then there's a way in which um, you're extending yourself to them, taking care of them physically, but also emotionally as well. That I have seen in the past history that when devotees took up Krishna consciousness and also grihastha ashram, there was this emphasis on renunciation, which is really a product of Gyan, not of bhakti. As we proved earlier, the residents of Vrnavana are very attached, intensely, except that everything they have is connected to Krishna, so it's not a problem. It's actually charming and beautiful and transcendental. But, as I was mentioning, early, early householders in Krishna consciousness, oftentimes, even though they were still attached internally, externally they tried to show emotional, or create emotional distance between them and their families. For instance, a householder man might uh, treat his wife and children indifferently, thinking that... Um, It's a sign of weakness to show affection, for instance, to the kids and say, I love you, and support them, and so forth. And instead, that person might then be cold towards them and say, well, I'm not really your father. We're all just living entities, and so forth. And so there's this uh, psychological necessity that... uh, children, wife, even husband, everyone in the family has to have some uh, connection for, for their subhava, their personality, according to the modes of material nature. So just as we have to have food, we also have to have affection from loved ones. At the same time, the cultivation is going on in the family of understanding that, yeah, we're family members right now, but we're just passing through. And so there's, internally, there's this awakening awareness of the fact that my family members are here as representatives of Krishna and I'm here to take care of them, but actually we're moving on soon. Navina Prabhu.
2: Thank you. I have a question. We have different examples in our tradition of uh, Of that, we know of Raghunathasko Swami, who was told by Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that you go home and you, you just act as you're attached. And then we know later on he attained full shelter at Mahaprabhu's lotus feet. Then there's an example of another acharya, I forget his name, who, whose wife was pregnant and he thought, okay, once she gives birth, then... Sridhar Swami. Yeah, then I'll take off. Then the wife died at childbirth, so he was stuck with the baby, and but then he, <laughs> but then he he looked at those what was it a gecko or something or yeah. a lizard who, yeah. who caught a little insect and he thought okay shniki can take care of itself you know and he took off immediately <clears throat> then we have the example of shila Prabhupada, or. Example of Bhakti, you know, some of them stayed in household life, some of them went on towards renunciation. So, can you say something on what are the discerning factors which should inspire or guide us Hear in me,
0: our lives? So, it's the first part where Prabhupada talks about how you have to have central strength. Krishna, eight chanter. Who should
2: inspire and guide us in our lives so we do not immaturely or artificially uh, tread either towards renunciation or towards staying in a situation which right now may look perfect but may just not be so conducive to Krishna consciousness. What
0: a good question, Naveena Prabhu. Very practical. Well, I did read in the Lilamrita about Srila Prabhupada's life that he had been a householder for some time and he found it at a certain point to be intolerable because he was so fixed on the order of his spiritual master he had did, done his duty uh, to his children he didn't neglect it nor did he after he took vanaprastha or sannyas. he he provided even after he left still to this day there's some stipend that goes to the his family members because of uh, that sense of duty however there was a point at which he became stifled by the atmosphere in in the Grahasta ashram. And then he found a, a good excuse to leave and take vana life. When he became a vana he wanted to become more engaged in service to his guru in the mission. But by that time, it was difficult for him to find service. In fact, he had found some service in one of the mutts, and that was in continuing their publication of a monthly newsletter. And Prabhupada became so enthusiastic about it, it, it spooked them. Because he had this thought that it would become as big as Life magazine and spread all over the world. And they said, uh, we're a little mutt. We're not interested in big stuff. We just, we need a little rice, doll and japatis. No, just rice and doll. <laughs> it's Bengal. And um, so they released him. They sent the letter. That letter is reproduced in the leelamrita and then Prabhupada asked several of God brothers. he asked Tirtha Maharaj what he should do, should I take sannyas and become an itinerant preacher? Because that's what it meant at that time. If you're going to be an itinerant preacher, you had to put on saffron. So then Tirtha Maharaj, who was one of the uh, parties in the Gaudiya Mutt, they were fighting amongst themselves and the two main parties who were putting forward their next acharya for the mut, for the Gaudiya Mat. He was one of them, and he told, he told Charanara Vinda that, well, if you join our mutt and make sure you're loyal to our side, then we'll think about it, about your sannyas. Meanwhile, Prabhupada's guru was calling to him in dreams, saying, come out, come out, take sannyas. And Prabhupada was being pushed by this, because he, he was seeing his guru do that. And he said, he was ambivalent about it. In fact, he said, I was horrified (laughs) this idea. Then he finally went to God godbrother Bhakti Pragnam Keshav Maharaj, who was a sannyasi, and he said, here's what's going on, here's who I've talked to, here's my life situation, what should I do? And Bhakti Pragnam Keshav Maharaj said, you should take sannyasa immediately. And And the Prabhupada did. And so, often is the case, in one's life we're not exactly sure what the next step is but we're tuning in to paramatma we're tuning in to the advice of our mentors we're looking for the right mentor and if you're sincere about it when you find the right mentor there'll be a, a convergence of your sincere desire with the exact right instruction and everything lines up and then you'll say yes that's it And then you go for it. And even if everything doesn't completely line up, it's close enough. And you go for it. And and you take that. I'm just talking, go for it means there's a way in which, I'm talking about Prabhupada taking sannyas. And then you said, someone might say, no, no, stay in the position you're in. So Prabhupada gives this advice in the Eighth Canto of the Bhagavatam in which he says that... From Gajendra, now from this we may take the lesson that in our fight with Maya, we should not be in a position in which our strength, enthusiasm, and senses will be unable to fight vigorously. Our Krishna consciousness movement has actually declared war against the illusory energy in which all living entities are rotting in a false understanding of civilization. The soldiers in this Krishna consciousness movement must always possess physical strength, enthusiasm, and sensual power. That's S-E-S-P. To keep themselves fit, they must therefore place themselves in a normal condition of life. What constitutes a normal condition will not be the same for everyone. And therefore, there are divisions of Varnashrama, Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishya, Shudra, Vramacharya, Grahasta, Vanaprasta, and sanyas. Especially in this age, it is advised that one not take Sannyas. And so Prabhupada goes on to explain that, uh, much of the same, that you have to find the place where you feel strong in fighting against maya. And then you have to, in order to ascertain that you're doing the right thing, it's good to have mentorship from those who are advanced in devotional service and have your uh, well-being in mind. And sometimes it requires more than one mentor, sometimes You'll be convinced by just one. Niyara Akula looks very stern right now, so she has some important point to make on this. No, I'm
3: just trying to remember (laughs) what my point was. (laughs) Okay. Um, Going back to when you were answering Radhakripa Prabhu's question, it made me think of the movement in the early days, and you kind of touched upon it, where um, there was some kind of fanaticism. About not showing affection to families, and 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 because of that family life, the children suffered, and so um, I was thinking that we—it's not that we have to do something. Uh, Aside from practicing Krishna consciousness and at the same time going on in our family life with, you know, love and attachment to to the family, if we're simultaneously developing our Krishna consciousness, then then that all comes in into play. The the we start to see each other as spirit souls, as you know, um, devotees as. God brothers, God sisters, or, you know, along, along that line. I don't think that we have to do something um, that falls in line with fanaticism. If we just practice Krishna consciousness, then it automatically happens that, that we'll uh, take care of our families in a nice way, but at the same time be detached.
0: Just add water. Yeah, I, I, I thought of a verse while you were making that excellent point Vidyam cha vidyam chayas tad vedo bayam saha Vidyayam ratum tirdva vidyayam ratum ashrinte Only one who can learn the process of nations and that of transcendental knowledge side by side can transcend the influence of repeated birth and death and enjoy the full blessings of immortality So it's the way in which we can't artificially get out of the material situation that we're in and at the same time we can't neglect Krishna consciousness at all. So the two have to go on side by side. And this comes up in the Dharma. In the beginning there's a devotee who's thinking that I should take sannyas. And his guru tells him that sannyas doesn't take place externally. If you change your, the color of your dress it doesn't mean that you're a sannyasi. You have to change the quality of your consciousness from the inside and then naturally the outside will change. In fact Prabhupada mentions that there there are a way in which there are grahasta brahmacharis and it has to do with the way you conduct yourself. And sannyas means knowing where to place everything, how to use everything properly. And if that's going on then you're perfectly situated. And uh, ultimately (coughs) any kind of situation that we look for should be dependent on how I will increase my service not how I'll increase my prestige yes please thank you for that
2: Uh, as a follow-up question not to discredit Srila Prabhupada's going to different people but in uh, an additional point how should we seek out mentors because sometimes we see that people are just shopping around for the advice that, that is very likable to them. So they've already kind of made up their minds what they're going to do. So they just look for whoever will give the blessings and condone or endorse their, their idea. And kind of leading on the conversation and insinuating what, what should be the right type of advice. Uh, Answer. And another way is to not take any advice and just make up one's own mind. And another idea could be to actually go there with an unbiased and open hearted way. But still, as we've seen here, sometimes it takes a few attempts for Krishna to kind of reveal his directive. So, can you say? Elaborate a little bit on this,
0: what should be our attitude? Well, it helps if you're sincere. Because if you're not sincere, even if you get good advice, there's a way you can mess it up. And when Prabhupada first came to his guru, he hadn't been thinking about surrendering to a guru necessarily, but when he met Srila Bhakta he immediately changed his mind. (laughs) But then it was uh, a seed in his heart and it took some years for him to be able to enact that. Krishna says, pranipatena. When you go to a, a person with knowledge, you should be pranipat. pranipatina means truly you should be submissive, not externally submissive, don't shop around, to try to um, get what you want. If you do that, you'll be cheated. In fact, if you read the Bhagavatam and you want something out of it besides pure devotional service, the Bhagavatam starts by saying Tarma proji Kaitavo, you little cheater, you're going to be cheated. And Vishnath Chakravarti Thakur says Bhagavatam ultimately is like Mohini Murti. She cheated the demons out of the nectar. And similarly Bhagavatam cheats people who don't want the right thing or they're they're doing it for some ulterior motive. So we have to be aware. Do I have an ulterior motive when I'm asking, and be careful. And the other scenarios you said were that you go there, and first one was shop around. My mama told me I got to shop around. Next one was you had what? Predetermined mindset. You already made up your mind. And the third one was you. You get the instruction, but you don't follow it? I mean, many various scenarios. Okay, various scenarios, but the point is, uh, you you can cheat yourself if you're not sincerely trying to find out what you should do. So therefore, there are many instructions where Krishna describes how one should be um, be sincere, even if you're not very advanced, uh As far as the practice goes, if you sincerely want to become advanced, then you're going to get there. I'll read you one section where Prabhupada mentions this. It's in 331 in the Bhagavad Gita. And here, Krishna says, just follow my instructions and you'll be fine. And This could be applied to following the instructions of the pure devotees. Those persons who execute their duties according to my injunctions and who follow this teaching faithfully without envy become free from the bondage of fruitive actions. Purport The injunction of the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna is the essence of all Vedic wisdom and therefore is eternally true without exception. As the Vedas are eternal, so this truth of Krishna consciousness is also eternal. One should have firm faith in this injunction without envying the Lord. There are many philosophers who write comments on the Bhagavad Gita that have no faith in Krishna. They will never be liberated from the bondage of fruit of action. But an ordinary man with firm faith in the eternal injunctions of the Lord, even though unable to execute such orders, becomes liberated from the bondage of the law of karma. In the beginning of Krishna consciousness, one may not fully discharge the injunctions of the Lord, but because one is not resentful of this principle, and works sincerely without consideration of defeat and hopelessness, he will surely be promoted to the stage of pure Krishna consciousness. Give me the purport Bhakti Lata Bij. Everything comes from a beach or seed. So this shows that a person who sincerely wants to know the truth, even if he's not very, or she's not very refined externally, will ultimately get there because that person is sincere. But if someone has an ulterior motive uh, then nobody can help ultimately because if they're asking to fulfill their ulterior motive then they'll get the fruit of that. As 19.131 Prabhupada mentions that even if you get a bona fide spiritual master if your intention isn't properly situated then you may not get the Bhakti Lata Beach. Instead, you may get a Karma Beach. Or you may get the Jnana Beach or the Moksha Beach instead because of not applying the instructions that you're getting properly. Don't shop around. Prabhu, you were going to say? Karma Beach Prabhupada writes here In the uh, Madhya Lila 19.152 Bhakti Lata means The seed of devotional service Everything has an original cause or seed For any idea, program, plan or device There is first of all Contemplation of the plan And that is called bija bija, or the seed. The methods, rules, and regulations by which one is perfectly trained in devotional service constitute the bhakti-lata bija, or seed of devotional service. The bhakti-lata bija is received from the spiritual master by the grace of Krishna. Other seeds called anyabhilashita bija include karma bija and jnana bija. If one is not fortunate enough to receive the bhakti-lata bija from the spiritual master, he instead cultivates such seeds as karma bīj, jñāna bīj, or political, social, or philanthropic bījās. However, the bhakti-lāta beej is different from these other bījās. The bhakti-lāta beej can be received only through the mercy of the spiritual master. Therefore, one has to satisfy the spiritual master to get the bhakti-lāta beej. Yisya prasadad bhagavat prasada. The bhakti-lāta beej is the origin of devotional service, Unless one satisfies the spiritual master, he gets the beach or root cause of karma, jnana, and yoga without the benefit of devotional service. Is this matching the, the train of thought? But one who is faithful to his spiritual master gets the bhakti lata beach. This bhakti lata beach is received when one is initiated by the bona fide spiritual master. After receiving the spiritual master's mercy, one must repeat his instructions, and this is called shravanam kirtanam, hearing and chanting. One who has not properly heard from the spiritual master or who does not follow the regulated principles is not fit for chanting. This is explained in the Bhagavad Gita. One who has not listened carefully to the instructions of the spiritual master is unfit for chanting or for preaching the cult of devotional service, One has to water the bhakti lata beach after receiving instructions from the spiritual master. By the way, we're staying here for seven days with no food or water. We're just going to hear and chant, and everyone at home can do the same thing if you like. We're going to just stay here and keep chanting, chanting until um, something happens. Um, The point here is very subtle. Our attitude is very important. This is pointing out that someone may approach a bona fide spiritual master, but because the person's intention is different, they may get something subtly different than the Bhakti Lata Beach because they didn't please the spiritual master. Example, prime example is given in the Chaitanya Charitamrita when Ramachandra Puri had uh, insulted his spiritual master at the time when the, his guru was leaving the world, he condescended to him. And he told him, you know, you don't know what you're doing. You're, you're supposed to be meditating on Brahman, and here you are uttering all these things. Can you imagine? Saying it to madhavendra Puri? And he's saying, why are you lamenting? You shouldn't lament. madhavendra Puri was expressing the highest level of separation from Krishna, saying, I couldn't attain you at the time when he was leaving the world. And Ramachandrapuri impudently instructed him, and therefore his path in spiritual life was derailed and he became such an apparati that he dared to instruct Sri Taitani Mahaprabhu and insult him also. So it's a subtle thing that one has to please the guru and one has to receive the instruction in that way and it happens by this faithful transmission and through service. Okay, yes. Online that they're volunteering to stay for seven days, no food or water. <laughs> yes. Ramananda likes that. Okay, go <laughs> ahead. Chaturmasya? Chaturmasya Vrat starts now. So Sukeshwari,
1: uh, Sukeshwari, Sukeshwari, Mother, mother yes, has to uh, send a uh, little early, but she, she was regarding what Radha Kapa Prabhu mentioned. I was remembering the prayers of Queen Kunti where she says she wants to get her connection to Rishnis and Pandus, and this is, uh, I think, Sivar, I think she has missed that word, in the essence, her bodily connection, but wants to be connected to everyone as they are part of Krishna, connected to all only because they are also part of Krishna.
0: Yes, that's a very, uh, how does that verse start? Shri Krishna, Krishna, Rishna, Shambhava, No, it's, uh, um, give me the verse. Just grab Queen Kunti, quick. Uh, anyway, um, Queen Kunti gives this very subtle point. Uh, she's in a family of pure devotees, but she's saying, don't let me be attached to them on the bodily level. Let me be attached to them because they're devotees. How does it start? Atavishveshavishvatma Vishvamurti sukeishume sneha pasham iram chindi dridam. Pandishu, Vishnishu, Chinda. saying, cut my attachment that's, that's uh, on the mundane level. And Prabhupada points out it's not to be detached uh, from, the, from the fact that they're devotees. 41, 1.8.41. Atavishvesha-viśvatma. Yes. Viśvavurte sukeśyume sneya-pashaminam chindi. Dhrdham Pandishu Pandushu Vrishnishu Translation is O Lord of the universe, soul of the universe O personality of the form of the universe Please therefore sever my tie of affection For my kinsmen, the Pandavas and the Vrishnis A pure devotee of the Lord is ashamed To ask anything in self-interest from the Lord But the householders are sometimes obliged To ask favors from the Lord Being bound by the tie of family affection Srimati Kunti Devi was conscious of this fact and therefore she prayed to the Lord to cut off the affectionate tie from her own kinsmen, the Pandavas and the Vishnis. The Pandavas are her own sons and the Vishnis are the members of her paternal family. Krishna was equally related to both families. Both the families required the Lord's help because both were depart- dependent devotees of the Lord. Srimati Kunti Devi wished Sri Krishna to remain with her sons the Pandavas, but by his doing so, her paternal house would be bereft of all the benefit. All these particularities, partialities troubled the mind of Kunti, and therefore she desired to be cut off from the affectionate ties. A pure devotee cuts off the limited ties of affection for his family and widens his activities of devotional service for all forgotten souls. The typical example is the band of six Goswamis, who followed the path of Lord Jaitanya, the band of six Goswamis. All of them belonged to the most enlightened and cultured, rich families of the higher caste. But for the benefit of the mass of population, they left their comfortable homes and became mendicants. To cut off all family affection means to broaden the field of activities. Without doing this, no one can be qualified as a brahmana, a king, a public leader, or a devotee of the Lord. Personality of Godhead as an ideal king showed this by example. Sri Ramachandra cut off the tie of affection for his beloved wife to manifest the qualities of an ideal king. Such personalities as a brahmana, a devotee, a king, or a public leader must be very broad-minded in discharging their respective duties. Kundi Devi was conscious of this fact, and being weak, she prayed to be freed from such bondage of family affection. The Lord is addressed as the Lord of the universe, or the Lord of the universal mind, indicating his all-powerful ability to cut the hard knot of family affection. Therefore, it is sometimes experienced that the Lord, out of his special affinity towards a weak devotee, breaks the family affection by force of circumstances arranged by his all-powerful energy. By doing so, he causes the devotee to become completely dependent on him and thus clears the path for his going back home, back to Godhead. You okay? You want to stay here all day and here and chant? <laughs> she said yes. Okay, yes. Just this is the last one. We'll get you moving out of here. Sundaran
1: <laughs> uh, Prabhu is pointing out uh, the discussion between you and Prabhu was going Another point that Occurred in this context of discussion is how Dhruva was sincere and at the same time frankly admitted to Narad Muni.
0: Dhruva was sincere and frankly admitted to Narad Muni. How he would not be able
1: to follow certain instructions that Narad. How he would not be able, able with,
0: to follow certain instructions. Tested him with. And. That's all. That he tested him with, and yeah. who made that comment? sundaranand Pru. I thought that was Sundranand. It was very nuanced. It was a good idea. Yeah, this is an interesting point he makes also that. The guru gave him an instruction that Narada gave to Dhruva Maharaja. And Dhruva said, sorry, Guruji, can't follow it. I got my, I got my mind fixed on this one thing. <laughs> and your instruction is good for a person in sattvagun, for a brahmana. But I'm, I'm a kshatriya and I'm eager to have this reward. So that's what I, I have to do. And Narada did instruct him. It was a test Um, Narada gave him. And he passed the test, showed his determination, so the active ingredient was that he was eager to somehow or other get the favor of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So there's a real subtlety there, because in the Bhagavatam, Shukadeva also says, ākāma sārva-kāma-vā kama udara Di, bhakti-yogena yajetā purusham-param however you're motivated, akama, you don't have any material desires, sarva-kama, you have all material desires, (laughs) moksha-kama, you just want liberation, if you're a devotee of the Lord, you should still engage in, in, in devotional service, approach Krishna, because by his grace, you will be purified, he'll winnow out the material motivation, and he'll bestow upon you the devotional service. So, ultimately, one shouldn't be a rascal. You should try to cultivate being sincere, but if there's some material desire there, we should be openly, um, we should admit it and say, there's a material desire. I know I'm a rascal. Don't try to hide the fact that you're a rascal because <laughs> then you become a double rascal and that's not good. Anyway, we, yes,
1: online um, uh, Sri Prabhu pointed out that verse from Who did? uh, Sri Anthariksha Prabhu yes yeah he's I think in India he's pointed out that verse from Sensual Strength 8 to 30 he was giving From where? I think he's in India
0: currently and then remember the the vein in Spain stays mainly in the plain say that The rain in Spain... The rain in Spain... ...stays mainly in the plain. Stays mainly in the plain. Yeah, you have to pronounce... Whatever you're reading to us, use that level of enunciation. The rain in Spain stays mainly in the plain. Go ahead. (laughs) Sir Maharaj.
1: Next is Mayank Prabhu. um, Mayank Prabhu. Mayank Prabhu. Good. Now you're doing good. Keep going. Hare Krishna. Question... From Lord Rama's past time, like his praying to Lord Siva at Rameshwaram before going to Lanka, it seems as if Lord Vishnu wants at least some conditioned soul to become attached to Lord Siva. Is this part of maya or illusion? This question.
0: Well, these are special circumstances. Whenever, whenever uh, Lord Krishna or Lord Vishnu encourages those uh, around him to approach Lord Shiva. Number one, he's glorifying Lord Shiva as his devotee because Lord Shiva is very dear to the Supreme Personality of Godhead because he's one in purpose with him. And there is an arrangement for some living entities who are situated in a really strange place in the material energy to take shelter of Lord Shiva and thus get purified by his association so that they can come to devotional service. The facts are the facts. Some people are situated in really strange situations according to how the material nature has jumbled up their uh, body and mind due to their previous associations. Do you find this to be true, those of you who go to the Haight-Ashbury on a regular basis? I guess I'll take that as a yes. And so sometimes and there is facility given for some to take shelter in various situations. So Shiva has a kind of a halfway house there in his um, Mahesh Dham and he takes care of people who are like um, what are they like in the in today's world? The Isn't there some class of people that are very kind of devoted to the dark modes of nature there's goth what else is there in that genre come on all of you who do concerts anyway so um, Lord Shiva can help such ghostly type of persons who are affected by the mode of ignorance he helps to elevate them. But generally, in those pastimes in the Bhagavatam, for instance, when he asks the demigods and the demons to pray to Lord Shiva to save the universe, he's glorifying Lord Shiva and showing how powerful his devotee is. And this is pointed out again and again by our acharyas like Vishnath, Chakravartyata, etc. And now it's time for Guru Puja. So we're going to have Guru Puja and we're going to roll up this carpet And open up the dance floor so everyone has at least six feet in between each other to dance their hearts content. And thank you, everyone, for joining us online. We'll be continuing the vibration of the of transcendence online at various intervals without um, breakage in any day, so that we can keep the vibration going constantly. And uh, everyone, please take care of yourselves. Wash your hands. And don't touch your face. And uh, no need to congregate too uh, tightly these days. Because right now we're going into a kind of a mathematically um, probable area where there's a a lot of intensity in this uh, kind of spread of disease. So you could just take this time to reorder your life. For instance, uh, it's a good time to uh, look at how you have things organized. It's a good time for us to look at our Sankirtan party and see how we can use this particular time to invent ways to distribute more books online. Not just more books, a ton of books, and to to become open up this new stream by um, connecting online to people all over the world and distributing books as well. And to also um, feel what it's like to take charge of your devotional service at home and make sure that you're super-regulated. Does this sound practical? Mataji? Okay. Vancha kālpā drubhīś ca krippas <laughs> nabheva ca pati Vaishnaviniki niki jāi shila ki jāi gaur bhakti jāi gaur premanande Almarman. marman Nācariyār Natural armar man Natteri Hey Natteri armar man Natteri armar man Natteri armar